Welcome to Modern Day Abigails, a women's outreach of Calvary Chapel Pearland. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let's listen to God's Word, where everyday lives transform, and where we can become the women God created us to be. But then Jesus goes on and adds in verse 15, And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let's go to him. What, what? Yeah, Jesus wasn't glad that Lazarus was dead, but he was glad that that they could see why he was here to defeat death. They had no idea what he was talking about until it yeah, happens. Exactly. And this Another was, spoiler. Exactly. This was to prepare them for when Jesus yeah. dies later. Right. You know, if they had not seen it with their own eyes, Jesus raising from the dead probably would have just blown their minds or yeah. they wouldn't have been able to figure it out. What he's about to do with Lazarus was a precursor of what was about to happen for him. And what he's going to do for us. Yes. We're going to be raised from the dead just like that. We don't have to it's have like a second threefold. death. Exactly. When when we we all we're going to do is close our eyes and one day wake up when there's the Lord. Yeah. And and you want to be at the bema seat, not the great white throne. Right. Do not be at the white great white throne. We can avoid the great white throne. You know, that would be a really good podcast to do the two differences one day. We should do that. Okay. Um that's going, going to be a little bit. Are you going to study it or am I studying? Who's going to study this? We'll talk about it. Okay, that. we'll talk about it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so in John eleven sixteen, you got to love Thomas. Then Thomas, who's called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. What trust you got, uh, Thomas? That's <laughs> some fantastic faith there. Oh, gosh. I can always see. Oh, God. Let's, let's just come. And if we're all going to die, let's just die. We're let's die, die together. together. Let's, just, let's just do it. <laughs> he was bold. <laughs> Willing to die for Jesus. Sure. Well, I'm thinking I mean, if he's going to die, there. we're all going to die, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Just go do this. If he's going to get stoned, we'll get stoned with him. Let's just go. What if the other disciple left and go do? Look at Thomas go. Huh? <laughs> That's what I've done. Yeah. Wait, hey, if what? you want to go die, you go die. I'm staying here with and eating my fish. Well, that or some of them were like, I'd rather not. Right. I want to follow <laughs> Jesus. I'm going to follow him, but I'm kind of hoping we don't die. Right. I don't know. And ladies, we're speculating. We don't know that he might have said, hey, that let's was go. ever said. Yeah, he might have gone, hey, he did say, let us go that we may die also. And the others might have gone, all right, sounds good to us. Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to do it, let's do it together. Yeah, let's do it together. Let's be with Jesus. Um, but here's another question, though. Are you willing to live for Jesus and do whatever he asks, no matter where it takes you? The answer is no. Yeah. Because <laughs> most of us are going to say no. Well, what does that mean? And what does that entail? Exactly. Because a lot of times he's going to take us exactly where we don't want to go. Mm-mm. But he knows the desires of our heart. He also knows who yeah. we are and how he created us. And sometimes he moves us where we don't want to go. But in a certain person we know got their driver's Texas driver's license. They cried. Yes, they did. Yeah. But. And we love you. And we prayed over you. Yes. And, and, and that's, you know, and that does happen because sometimes Jesus does take us where we don't want to go. You know, I never wanted to go to the corporate world, but here I am in the corporate right. world. And do not think that every so often, probably too often, I'll go, so why am I here again? Yes. So let's back up to the driver's yes. license because that was a, a a random blip. Um, her heart was in is was in, in another state. Yes. And then the, the Lord, Lord moved her. And then 
it took her a long time to make it official and acknowledge that the Lord moved her. And that one step was to get her Texas driver's license. And it was one of the hardest things that she's actually had to do. Mm -hmm. But um, because it was, it made it official that she was not going back to where she loved to be. Now she's here and the Lord's got a plan for her, but change is hard. Yes. And girl, we are with you. We love you. We get it. We understand. Yep. We're just throwing that out there. We've been praying over you. We know you listen. And um, you didn't do it alone. We are expecting a text that says, seriously? <laughs> and, and we can't wait to see what the Lord does yes. to bless you in your but, obedience. But let's look at that. I mean, I want to take a stop for a minute because that's a great example about when we change. Because we talk about the caterpillar and the butterfly. That's why our logo is a butterfly. Right, which I love the analogies that you always yeah. make with that because there's so much going on there. Exactly. Because the caterpillar is not a butterfly. He doesn't fly. He doesn't drink nectar. Um, he doesn't go flower to flower. Caterpillar walks everywhere. Mm-hmm. When he changes and becomes that butterfly and he's drinking nectar and he's flying, he can't go back. He can't say, I'm going to go back into my cocoon. That's it. I'm done. I'm going back to my cocoon. He can't. He can't go back into his cocoon and become a caterpillar again. But he also can't become a butterfly without going through the cocoon process either. Right. And it's a changing process. Yeah. Sometimes it hurts. But we got to go. Girl, you know who we're talking to? Be the butterfly. Yeah. Well, there's a lot. Be the butterfly. (laughs) A lot of women out there who they want to stay in their cocoon. Yeah. But you got to become a butterfly. It's It's safe. safe. It's safe. We're growing. Yeah. You know, but we can't get out of our cocoon too soon either. Right, and we and here's the interesting, and I had read this because I've learned more about butterflies probably and caterpillars. You than know I a lot to. about butterflies. Um, it's I, fascinating. Um, I was reading how somebody had seen a butterfly struggle getting out of the cocoon. They thought they were going to be nice and help them and and help them get out of their cocoon. Butterfly was never able to fly because that struggle to get out of the cocoon is what made them strong enough to be able to fly. Oh, oh, sometimes. Ladies, the Lord has to let us struggle because that's how we're going to get stronger. Right. And Agreed. it hurts and we don't like it, but it doesn't mean we stop struggling and just lay there dormant in our cocoon. You can only last curled there. up in a ball. Yeah. You can only last there for so Babbling, long. Babbling, sucking mm-hmm. at them. Yeah. You can only last. position. Uh-huh. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> the list is long. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> we got any more? I don't speak from experience. I'm shaking my head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you do. But that's what I'm saying, and that's the thing is, is, but we can't stay in that. If you stay in the cocoon too long, you'll die. Yeah. You got to get out. And But once you're that butterfly, you can't go back. Right. You might as well. And you can't fake it either. Can a, butterf- a, a caterpillar cannot look at something and say, hey, by the way, I'm a butterfly. You're going to look at that caterpillar and go, where are your wings? Actually, right. I have a little kid's book about that. There's no, um, there's no, just kind of like there's no fruit. Yes. There's no evidence. Exactly. And I'm, I'm writing a little kid's book to help explain that. You know, you can't just say, hey, I'm a butterfly because somebody's going to look at you and go, um, where's your wings? Yeah. I don't think that don't you're think a butterfly. So. Don't, you don't fool me a bit. Right. You know, you can't, you can only fake it for so long. Agreed. So, um, and that's what we're going to, and that's why I was, um, I kind of want to talk about this. You know, there, there is a change in us. And I really don't know where this is going, but that's okay because it was a good it was a good thing. Oh, Thomas and all them, and right? And what they're about to experience. experience because they they have to see this. They're changing. The Lord's working on them. It's hard work. Hey, we're gonna go die. Okay, let's go. Woo. All for one and one okay. for all. Yeah, exactly. Let's go die. <laughs> I'm sure Jesus is like, guys, we've been together this long, and He's looking at you, ladies, going, "I've been together this long. Why don't you trust me yet?" Yeah. 
Exactly. After all that we've been through together, you still don't trust yeah. me. Or you trust me sort of-ish. Yeah. A little bit. Which is not trust. It's trust. Exactly. Selective trust yeah, is not, not trust. Tr- Thank you. All right. So we're in John 11, verse 17. So when Jesus came, he found that they had already been in the tomb four days. Now, Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. We're like, not only did we say it earlier, we're going to say it again. He was close by. That's a... Two miles is nothing to walk. Total of an hour walk. Yeah. Uh, hour and a half if you're strolling. Yeah. And it sounds like to me, Jesus was taking a stroll. And many of the Jews had joined the women around Mary, Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Okay. The reason they are, he's saying all this is because it's very important to understand that Lazarus was dead, dead. Not partially dead. They didn't have stethoscopes back then. Um, which is why a lot of people were buried alive during the bubonic plague. Because right? they didn't know they were dead. And they would actually crawl out. Um, and that's also why later the Irish would bury their dead with a bell. And have a graveyard shift. If you rang the bell, they'd come get you. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> that scared me. When I used to read this stuff, that scared me more than anything about these people who died and they weren't really dead. Right? I know. And I, so, I thought that's... Yeah, I scared myself to death on that one. <laughs> it was it was dumb, but anyway. So they're list. So they were listening for the bell in case they had to go and bury anybody. The Jewish superstition of that day said that the soul stayed near the grave for three days, hoping to return to the body. Therefore, it was accepted that after four days, there was no absolutely no hope of a resuscitation. Can I just throw in, if it was a windy day and the bell went off, what then? I guess they ran anyway, and just in case. And <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm assuming just, that after a few shovels and they could smell the body, they were pretty sure they were safe. Maybe so. Dead. Maybe so. Um, and I was just like, where did they get three days from? I mean, did they watch a body for three days and think, hmm, okay. I think it's safe to say now that they're really dead. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know where they came up with three days. Where do they think that? I don't know where that superstition came from. They didn't say. Probably nobody else knows. Interesting. Yeah, somebody started it. Nobody knows. But it was a normal for custom for people to come by with meals and comfort the the week immediately. That comfort the uh, during the week immediately following the what, uh, loved one's death. I don't think that's changed. I think we all still do that. Yeah, we you still know, do. We still bring meals and you know try to comfort people when yeah. someone died. I don't know why we think food fixes everything, but food apparently fixes everything. It helps. It does. So, um, so in verse 20, uh, John eleven twenty. then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, I don't know who told her, no, nope, it uh, doesn't say, was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. All right. Here's some more custom facts. Customs support the bereaved, the bereaved stayed at home for a week with the guest. You were trapped in your house. For an entire week. Week with the guest. Who's the guest? I don't... Oh, whoever shows up. <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking that would get me over my trauma very quickly. What if 20 people... I'm fine. Pe- I'm fine. Y'all can leave now. I'm fine. What if, what if 20 people showed up? What if you didn't have room for 20 people? I don't know, but they said that was the custom that you would you you had to stay in your home for a week with okay. the guest. Yeah. Pass. I think that'd get me over my trauma quick. Right. But Martha slipped out to run to the one who could give She's her true covenant. Martha say, Martha... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I would have been a Martha. <laughs> I mean, I would have been too. Because she wanted to go to the one who was her true comfort. She wanted to go to her true comfort. I'm just trying to s- picture her sneaking out. You know, she's looking around. 
Oh, shoot. There's Bob. Hang on. Listen, she's going to the Did spare to, bedroom that's what I mean. Did that you go nobody to the uses. <laughs> and sneak out the window? Exactly. Did she go to the back kitchen entrance hoping nobody was in there? Something. I don't know. Bathroom um, window, something. I was just thinking that. It's like the other day. Um, How creative did she get? Ray was taking dope to the airport. And right after they left, I started hearing all this noise downstairs. And I looked out the window and they're like, there is nobody out there. So I grabbed my little K-bar knife. I don't know how to hold it properly, but I got my knife. And I was that even open? Down. Yes, it was. Okay. I was sneaking down the stairs. The cat had gotten trapped in the closet somehow, and he got himself out. <laughs> anyway, but I was thinking about Martha. I was like, I'm sneaking down the stairs. I'm thinking, thinking of Martha. And I'm like, how does she sneak out? Is she like, hang on, mirror bag. I need to go to my bedroom and just it's go out the window. my nose. Yeah, exactly. Just stand on the nightstand, get out the window. I need some time alone, did, please. Did anybody see her sneaking out her window? Right. Going, what the? What does Martha do? Is that Martha? Did she thing? go take an air quote nap and yeah. then d- disappear? And nobody checked on her for no, two hours. No, apparently because, not. You know, a nap's a nap. No, no, yeah. It's like Martha's. You know, their neighbors are like, "Is that is that Martha?" Like, didn't her is she literally just climbing out the window? She, what is she doing? <laughs> she must be very grieved. Anyway, I, I don't, I'm just picturing all this. She's stuff. so distraught. She's acting weird. Yeah, exactly. She's lost her mind. Exactly. Um, it was suggested that Mary actually stayed there because of you know they'll say the state of their but. Because of her grief, but also because someone had to help for the custom's sake, since you had to be at home and take somebody, care of all the guests. Yeah, somebody had to be there. Um, so um, I don't, did they do like rock, paper, scissors? Okay. Right. I look at Jesus. <laughs> Y'all Stay missed here. the demonstration. She <laughs> yeah, literally sorry. did the rock, paper, exactly. scissors. Um, now, or was she doubting? You know, grief can play with our mind games. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw her always sitting at Jesus' feet listening. Suddenly, Jesus didn't come when her brother was sick. Now he's died. I trusted you so much, and you yeah. weren't here when I needed exactly. you. Exactly. Did she lose faith? Did she lose trust? We don't know. We don't know what was going through Martha's mind. We are Mary's mind. Um, Martha, I mean, we know what was going through Mar- Martha's mind. Jesus here. I got to get to him. Right. You know, she wasn't running. That's what I do. Um, right. So did Mary stay because she was grieved? Did she stay because somebody had to be there? Because if neither one of them there, they would eventually get figured out that they're missing. Um, we don't know that part. But what we do know is that... Um, that she was there, Martha ran, she was there. Just picturing Martha sneaking out the window. Um, John 11, verse 21. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give it to you. She sows faith at the disappointment. And, and she was disappointed that her brother died, but showed faith that she would trust the Lord no matter what. So that was a, a interesting because we, you know, when we first look at Martha, she's busy, she's distracted, she's running around. I'm assuming that she wasn't doing that when she was grieving. And then when she needed her true comfort, she ran and still had some, and she still believed. She ran to Jesus. She ran to Jesus and said, look, I know if you were here, because I have faith in you that my brother would not have died. But even now, whatever God give, ask, you ask of God, he'll give to you. She said, I trust you. I don't like this, but I trust you. Right. And that's when we go to verse 23. Because you can tell Jesus and Martha had a lot more conversations that we've read than Mary and Jesus. Mm -hmm. Uh, So apparently one commentary said that apparently Martha was a talker. I feel you, honey. Right. I'm right there with you. Right there with you. So in verse 23. (laughs) Can relate. Yeah. John 11, 23. So Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on, at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who Ooh. believes in me, though he may die, shall li- he shall live. 
And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Verse 27, she said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. Wow, we see a really difference there in Martha, don't we? She went from, you don't care about me, to, Lord, you are the... You are the Christ. You are the Son of God. I know that whatever you ask of God, it will be done. And I believe what you're saying about you being the resurrection and the life. I believe all this. She went from the gripey Martha to the trusting. Yes. And I'm thinking, you know, they've had to have a lot of conversations. They had a relationship because she said, you love my brother. That means they've been together a lot. It wasn't like that. He never met Lazarus. They had a lot of relationships. very close with that family. Exactly. Which is... More amazing that he was willing to hurt them for a greater reason. Yeah, he was willing to allow this tragedy yeah. to happen. He made it happen. He said yeah. that. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he knew. He was like, yeah, he's, he's dead. Yeah. Um, other Sadducees and Pharisees, and that had a general belief at that time that they believed in the, um, uh, not the Sadducees. That's why you sat, they, they were Sadducee, because they didn't believe in the resurrection. <laughs> You never heard that joke, huh? I have not, but it took me a minute, and I didn't catch it until I looked up and you're staring at me waiting for a response. So, yes, I get it. The Pharisees and the general brain, they did actually believe in a resurrection at the that's last so days at that time. So it wasn't really new. Wait, you've been hanging around way too long. I think that's the problem. I think I'm supposed to. Yeah. We're married. <laughs> Pretty sure that's part of the rules. Uh, so Jesus was saying, I am the only way I make it happen. I'm the resurrection. And, you know, because remember John 1, 1, Jesus is the beginning of beginnings. And, and he told her that he was the source of the eternal life. And she only thought she knew Jesus. He is really revealing himself to her to the point she says, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God who has come into the world. Can we say that? And do we allow this? Do we allow the Lord to truly speak into yes, our lives. Exactly. Or do we like to put our hands over our ears and yeah. be all noisy and not listen? And only we can answer for ourselves. Exactly. That's a good question. We need to ponder this. Exactly. Pray about it. Ask the Lord. Yeah. And, and you know, be prepared for the answer. It's probably not the answer you're expecting. Right. It may go the other way, but you never know. Uh, John eleven twenty eight, And then she said these things. And when she said these things, she went her way and secretly called Mary to her sister, saying, the teacher has come and is calling for you. I have to stop there. So she snuck out of the house. Apparently, she snuck back in. Right. <laughs> Same neighbors. <laughs> wait, wait, what's she doing now? How? Is she going back in the is window? That a, is that a running start? <laughs> there? You know. Oops, did she go the through part. the back door? Hey, anybody in the kitchen? All right. And then it says... um, she secretly called Mary to her sister. She secretly. So she must have been in a back room. Hey, psst, psst, Mary. I have to say, come, come here. here. You know. I got to tell you something. How many people were in your house? Uh, what were they doing? Well, clearly there was somebody in the oh, main there was. We're about area to see it. because, yeah. Okay, go for it. So in verse 29, as soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now, Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in a place where Martha met him. Then the Jews, who were with her in the house and comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, followed her, saying, She is going to the tomb to weep there. Then, when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Okay. Um, 
I'm going to go back up a little bit. I guess they were kind of shocked when she ran and didn't go to the tomb. She ran straight to Jesus. Right. How many people watched she us? She didn't sneak out either. No. Well, no. She was secretly she took called, off. but she just yeah. took off. Now, my question is, is um, she, you know, they saw she ran to Jesus. Do people see us, you know, do they see, do people see us run to Jesus when we have, when we have trouble, when we have grief, when we're hurt? Good question. Yeah. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. So you should be able to see it. And I've said it many times. Jesus is our crutch, not our food, not our drug of choice, not whoever. Yeah. We're supposed to lean on him. Yeah. And that's what she's doing. She's running to him. And I love it because she falls down on his feet. She likes to be on his feet a lot. She does. She does. And that's beautiful. But now we don't know her expression. We don't know her tone when she said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Is it a matter of fact? Is it, why didn't you do anything? But she stopped there. And that was smart. She stopped there. Mm -hmm. Did she have more to say? I don't know. Probably. Probably. But she stopped there. She didn't say anything else. Um, so she did it secretly. They told her secretly because they were really supposed to stay in the house to, to mourn. Apparently <laughs> the teacher, remember rabbis would not teach women showing how would not teach women. This is showing how different Jesus truly is because he created us a different way. Why did I put that? Oh, the teacher has come because Martha said the teacher. She called him rabbi. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, which is unique because, you know, that's not what would typically happen. But Jesus is showing us he created us. We're different, but he treats us equally. Right. He made women, women, men, men. You know, he made us differently in that, but yet he treats us equally. Right. Jesus never asked them to be like men. You know, I was telling that to Ray the other day. We were watching some movie where this woman's the commander and I'm like, and she's, Acting like a guy. And I'm like, right. I'd love to see a movie where a woman was a commander, but she acted like a woman. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. I don't get it. Anyway. So he, like I said, created differently, but he treats us equally. Anyway, so Jesus uh, had called for her during her time of Greece, and she quickly answered him. Um, I'm, I'm really not trying to do a rabbit trail, but it's a great time to talk about feedback. Did you realize feedback is just as important as your original communication? The message, the feedback you respond with is just as important as the original message. When you talk to somebody, you have to pay attention to give feedback as how you respond. There is a time to be quiet. There's a time to say something. So, but you always want to make sure the person knows that you heard what they say. Mary gave great feedback. Hey, Jesus wants to see you. She ran. (laughs) That is a great feedback. That was that. She took off. She took off. It doesn't say they had a conversation. It just says she got up quickly and left. Yep. You know, when Jesus calls for us, what's our immediate feedback? You know, do we reject? Do we listen? Do we, do we argue? Exactly. Sometimes running to Jesus is great. Running from Jesus doesn't work out very well. Ask Jonah. Right. Do we try to compromise? Exactly. So when Mary heard Martha, it was a great, she gave a good feedback of jumping up and running. She didn't delay. She just went straight to Jesus with her grief and she fell out at his feet. She boldly went to him and fell out his feet. Um, but like I said, we don't know her tongue. We don't know her facial expression. You know, we're speaking to him in faith or in accusatory. We don't know. But she stopped. But we do know is she stopped. She didn't say anything else. And Martha, 
said the same thing, but she didn't stop with that statement. She went on to say, but even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give it to you. So she still trusted him. I see. I believe Martha truly still trusted Jesus no matter what. And, and that's Hebrews 11, 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You know, faith means it's not over. It doesn't stop there. Even when it doesn't look good. Um, I actually have a lot to say here. Okay. I'm not sure if we have time. We got all the time in the world. Rachel's going to okay. break it all up. Okay, that's true. Okay, so with all that's going on, there is a tragedy going on here. Jesus doesn't see it as a tragedy. Mm-mm. He's going to use this tragedy, and we're going to see exactly. that in a minute. And I'm not going to ruin that. But the girls just lost their brother. You you know that they were close. So what I want to say is that life is often rough, and it throws things at us that we often feel that we can't come back from. We can't recover from. But this, this is a false statement. This is not true. Um, And nor does the Lord tell us these things. He doesn't tell us that um, it's hopeless and we can't come back from it. That is not something that the God, that it's not from God. So um, I want, I wanted to tell the girls that you reminded me something, Anna, you reminded me something, uh, uh, reminded me of something recently. So as I'm going through the hardest journey of my life, right now, as we speak, um, that the Lord has the final say of when it's over and when it's not. Not man, not doctors, not medicine. Mm-hmm. The Lord is our hope. You reminded me this uh, of this the other day. We lean on him and we trust him, even if the journey doesn't have the outcome we want, because we honestly don't know what the journey end is. We don't know. Um, only the Lord does. And that's where our trust comes in. Um, but we lean on him and we trust him, even if the journey doesn't have the outcome that we want. But that is the hardest part to grasp. But still, mm-hmm. grasp it, we must. The Lord doesn't do anything callously. Um, I have personally gone through a lot in my life. And people who know my story, um, sometimes they're a little taken aback at how sane and functioning and flourishing mm-hmm. exactly. that my life is. Because sometimes it doesn't go that way. But... Um, I often get asked this question. It's so weird, but it, it I literally get asked it all the time um, for women who know mm-hmm. my my whole past. Um, so if you had it to do it all over again, wouldn't you take this step immediately? And my answer is without even batting an eye, no, I wouldn't take that step. I would do it exactly how I did it because that particular journey was where uh, the Lord did his healing he right. did his um he did his teaching he did his um he created relationship with me right and it ended me up in my life today where i am not um i'm not on meds uh, which i'm not dogging meds but um i'm not curled up in a ball i'm not um frantic i'm not i'm I'm not unfunctioning. My life is not chaotic because Jesus exists. Right. His life is all intertwined with me. I have a relationship with him. And it's all about which path you're going to take 
do you follow the Lord in the path that he's going right. or do you walk off on your own? Exactly. Walking off on your own, it never ends well. No, no. It never ends well. And um, But things, tragedy does happen. Mm-hmm. Bad things do happen. And how are we going to handle it? Right. Because the Lord says, I know the future. I already know what's going to happen. But at the same time, I know your future. Right. And I, and I, what the things that I do, they're not to, um, harm you. They're not to, uh, ruin you. Right. They're not to, uh, destroy you. You know, he even has a scripture about right. that. It's Jeremiah 29 11. Now, that was actually based for, um, that scripture was actually geared towards the Jews, but so was most of the Bible. But we can put our name yeah. in there as well. Yeah, we'll in. Yes. So it says, um, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. He thinks about us. Exactly. Anna. He thinks yes. about us well, he all thought about the time. From the very beginning. Before we were even born, before we the world was born, mind. before the world was born, we were on his mind. How, what is that? That is love like we can yes. never imagine, you know, and he says that his thoughts, his, the Lord's, the creator of the mm-hmm. earth, his thoughts about us are of peace and not evil to give us future and to give us hope. And we call upon him and we pray to him and we listen to him. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Exactly. That's our goal. We're supposed to listen to him. We're supposed to pray to him. Even your, our first reaction I'm myself included, when tragedy hits, is um, I have a little panic attack. Right. That's not supposed to be our first go-to. No. Our sp- first go-to is supposed to be to hit our knees and to pray. Exactly. You exactly. Know? You may not be able to hit your knees. You may be in the middle of a... Um, you might be already sitting. Yeah. You, or you might be walking in a parking lot. Okay, now... You can't just hit your knees there. Somebody call 911. But More you're, <laughs> you're right. Okay, but hit your knees mm-hmm. um, theoretically and give it to the Lord right then. Exactly. Just like Martha did. Yes. Thank you for letting us share our tools to become the women God created us to be. If we encourage you today, visit us at moderndayabigails.com. Remember, you are loved, cherished, and prayed over.